Good evening, everyone. This is Barry Cox with you guys again for uh, another podcast. I'm, um, I have uh, struggled to discern exactly how the Lord would have me to say what I feel led to say this evening. And so uh, I appreciate y'all's prayers and for just continuing to be obedient and to uh, to just abide in the Lord and let him give us his words because his words are spirit and their life. And so, so let's pray that he would give us ears to hear this evening. Father, thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you that your words are spirit and their life. And Lord, I just pray that, that your word would, would go forth. You give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. You give us hearts willing and and the, the strength to do and live your word. Thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Well, I believe the Lord is speaking into our lives that it's time for us to fight the good fight for the true faith. This is what Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. You know, our modern culture is seeking to counsel the truth of God with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Well, we are the body of Christ. We are the church of the living God. Listen to how Paul describes the role of the church in 1 Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. I'm writing these things to you now, verse 15, so that if I am delayed, you will know how, how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the Spirit. End quote of 1 Timothy 3. So, our role as a church of the living God is to be the pillar and foundation of the truth, especially the gospel of Jesus, the good news about Jesus Christ. He was revealed in the human body. He's vindicated by the Spirit. The heart of the gospel is just who Jesus is himself, the way, the truth, and the life. And it's time for us to fight the good fight for the true faith that Jesus is indeed the way, the truth, and the life. Now, many feel that difficult times are upon us and will increase. Paul says in, in uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people who will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. Verse 3, they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Down to verse 13. But evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. End quote of First Timothy. Now clearly, many people in our day love only themselves. They scoff at God. They're unloving and unforgiving. They slander others with no self-control. They're cruel. They hate what is good. And evil people and impostors really do seem to be flourishing. Deception is rampant. Now, for us to be the pillar and foundation of the truth, 
we as the church of the living God must fight the good fight. Now, speaking against speaking up against deception is a difficult thing. Some of the deceptions have become so mainstream that those who would dare to speak up are looked upon as fools. Now, our day seems to be the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 59, verse 14, the latter half of the verse says, truth this is a quote of Isaiah 59, 14, quote, truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked, end quote. Now, Wow, does that ever seem to speak to today, right? Truth stumbles, honesty is outlawed, truth is gone, anybody who renounces evil is attacked. Wow, just like speaking to today, right? Now, there are many examples of this kind of thing, of, of uh, truth stumbling. For example, climate change has, has become like a given, an absolute truth. Yet, many scientists have many fundamental disagreements with it. Climate change policies themselves are ineffective in what their main objective is to, to limit carbon emissions. In fact, it's deceptive to actually even use that phrase, carbon emissions. The true byproduct of burning fossil fuels is carbon dioxide. Now, carbon dioxide is the very air we exhale. And it is causing, its increase actually, is causing the greening of Earth. New forest growth worldwide now spans an area larger than the mainland United States. Climate change policies hurt the poor. Increased energy costs are the primary cause of the rampant inflation that we're all suffering from. Climate ideology, for many of them, of the people that are into it, is an idolatrous, an idolatrous worship of Gaia, or Mother Earth. Al Gore, for example, in his book, The Earth in the Balance, is just one of many books that unashamedly proclaims the deity of Mother Earth. <clears throat> Another factor that's going on now, just a deception and another thing that's affecting us and how we live, ESG. ESG stands for the Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governments, Governance Movement. It regulates corporations all over the world now. In fact, the European Union is mandating ESG controls throughout its whole economy. Yet, many state governments in the U.S. are following what Florida did. Florida requires those who invest state funds do so. This is a quote, sorry. Florida requires those who, quote, invest state funds do so in a manner that prioritizes the highest return on investment for Florida's taxpayers and retirees without considering the ideological agenda of the ESG movement. Well, what is the ideological agenda of the ESG movement? Companies are rated based on how they deal with carbon emissions equity, which means a woke version of social justice and the makeup of governing boards of corporations. 
So ESG forces corporations to take on a woke agenda. For example, Major League Baseball, Delta, and Coke condemned the state of Georgia for their new voting laws. They, they uh, Jim, President Biden called it Jim Row, Jim Crow Two. Remember? Now their condemnation, their condemnation led Major League Baseball to require their, that the All Star Game that was going to be played in Atlanta be moved to Colorado. Yet, instead of voter suppression, Georgia's voter turnout set all-time records. So, justice kind of prevailed when the Braves won the World Series and Major League Baseball had to honor Georgia. Another, another deception, another problem that we face in our day. The sexual revolution has become so much a part of the culture that the church largely fails to address it at all. Yet, the consequences of the sexual revolution have led to the death of nearly 70 million babies in abortions. There's been over 40 million deaths from AIDS. And there's such now such gender confusion that no one seems to know the answer to the simple question, what is a woman? Well, this sexual revolution has also escalated to the point now that young children are being encouraged to reject their gender and take puberty-blocking drugs or get castrated or have double mastectomies. Now, this mutilation of young bodies seems to me like child abuse. So thankfully, 27 states around the United States are enacting legislation that will restrict acts like gender reassignment surgery, and puberty-blocking drugs. However, the mainstream media defends all this. They, they refer to these acts quite differently. BloombergLaw.com says, quote, transgender youth targeted in culture battle sweeping the United States. Insider.com says, quote, Anti-trans bills in 22 states target gender-affirming health care, end quote. ABC News has a map entitled, quote, where gender-affirming care is being targeted in the U.S., end quote. Now, how all these sites use, now, now notice how all these sites use the phrase gender-affirming care. This phrase sounds so loving and kind. However, why are children even considering taking such drastic actions to mutilate their bodies? Laws all over the world do not allow young children to make their own decisions about driving, drinking alcohol, or voting, yet the culture says they have a right, the, the right of youth is being targeted by these laws. Now, these gender-altering decisions are permanent. Are young children ready to make these permanently life-altering decisions? Why are young children even thinking about such questions? Now, Paul may, get, may have given us the answer to this, uh, to this question in his letter to the Romans. In defiance of all the power of the Roman Empire, he declares, I am not ashamed of the gospel. 
For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Now, that's, that's Romans 1, 16 and 17. Right after that, right after that declaration, he boldly declares what happens when people reject God and his truth. It reads like today's issues, Romans 1, 18. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 20. Through everything God made, they can easily see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideals of what, about what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols, down to verse 24. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself. Verse 26. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Down to verse 32. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage, they encourage others to do them too. Wow, how powerful. I mean, isn't that just amazingly speaking right into the stuff that's going on in our day? So some people in these children's lives have rejected God. They have chosen lifestyles contrary to God's design, and now they're encouraging these children to do so as well. Now, <clears throat> let's consider the progression that this sexual revolution has caused. First, homosexual sin was normalized. Then, homosexual marriage was made legal. And then, ultimately, God's created order of male and female was rejected. This rejection led to a right to deny and alter the way God made us. Now, this progression sounds like the fulfillment of Isaiah, right? Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. So all these disruptions have, deceptions have now become more mainstream and they're largely accepted, hardly without question. Things like climate change, woke social justice, sexual freedom, the right to choose our own gender, all of that has become mainstream, basically, 
and, and largely accepted without question. So how do we fight the good fight for the true faith? Well, we must have the courage to truly believe and live the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And when the culture contradicts the truth of God, we must be strong and very courageous to speak the truth in love. Well, let's close with Paul's words to Timothy about fighting the good fight. 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul says, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Verse 19, cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 2, Teach these things, verse 3. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith. Verse 11, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. Well, thank you, my brothers and sisters, for listening. Um, this is a, I know this is a pretty... <laughs> strong word i feel I, I struggled to bring it together i just sought to be obedient in delivering it so let's just uh let's just close with a word of prayer that the lord can help us to to truly fight the good fight father thank you for loving us so much thank you for your word that that those two thousand years and more old it's so pertinent and it's so living it's so active it speaks into our day and so lord i pray that, that we that you would indeed give us the courage to fight the good fight of faith lord i pray that we would we would be courageous to be able to when the world is doing these crazy things so contrary to your to Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So contrary to, to love and contrary to your truth, Lord, I pray that you would enable us to truly be able to take a stand, to speak the truth in love, to, to be able to, to uh, honor you by the way we live and to honor you by, by living the truth, by speaking the truth. Lord, we, we pray as we've prayed many times that it seems like the enemy has come in like a flood. We pray in this time, Lord, that, that the Spirit of the Lord would lift up your standard against him. And so, Father, we, we, just, we just pray for that you would give us the courage to live the gospel, to live and cling to our faith in who Jesus is, that he is indeed the way, the truth, and the life. 
Lord, you are worthy. Enable us and empower us to fight the good fight of faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening, guys. Um, I look forward to sharing with you again sometime soon. And please just share this with anyone that you feel would be blessed by it. And have a great week. Love you all. We'll speak to you again soon.